title of the message, if you're taking notes, which I encourage you always, always to do that, Peace I Give You. God is good. Ephesians 6.15 says, put on, put on the peace that comes from the good news. This is New Living Translation. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. He wants us to live in peace, folks. And we know there's a lot of scriptures on peace. You know, we got the one that says that he gives, you, he gives us peace, not that the world gives you. But it's so interesting the way society is now that so many people don't live in peace. I'm amazed at the people that live in drama most of their life. And they think that's normal. Uh, but peace is where uh, we're supposed to be living. In, in Isaiah 26, 3, it says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Well, that pretty well tells you what's going to keep you in peace. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. Where are you going with your mind? Do you think about what you think about? I might even say it that way. I remember one time Joyce Meyer uh, had a series on that. Do you, do you, you know, stinking things, she called it. Uh, yeah. Do, I mean, what do you, where do you keep your mind going? And we'll get into a little bit of that today, but uh, basically, and you all have heard me teach this so many times, where your mind goes is where you're going to go. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then what you speak, you're already in operation and already in that direction of going that way in your life. It's an amazing thing. Lots of times we bring stuff on ourselves by what we do. Well, the word peace in Greek is shalom, which we all mostly know that. But it means completeness, soundness, and to be fulfilled is the sharp part of the, the definition of that. But it's living in that place where... You trust everything in the day that goes on that it's going to be okay. Uh, I've got a friend coming in, a uh, friend of mine that was in the Army with me. Uh, he's coming from Florida back to Chicago. He's one of those snowbirds. And I love Ed, but he's just a handful. You know, I'm not talking about him. That's just Ed. Uh, he's a war casualty, and he actually fell out of a helicopter when they were in the fighting, fell out of a helicopter into a, into a wetland and broke both hips and both arms and both shoulders and crawled to safety and in all of that the trauma in his life but what a great guy but i was i was telling tony ed's coming to town he goes oh there's a reason for everything isn't there because he knows him and i thought after that i thought boy didn't he preach to me because it's so true why would i lose peace somebody i love dearly we spent service together uh, love him dearly, but, you know, sometimes it don't fit our agenda. Talking about self here. Uh, but why would you lose your peace over anything, let alone somebody that you love? Now, follow me tonight. We've got to recognize that, that we've got a choice in this. Every day of our life, as soon as you wake up in the morning, You've got a choice which direction you're going to be going that day and what you're going to do with that day. John, in uh, John 16, it says, In me you will have peace. You will have tribulation, we know that. But, but he said, I've come to overcome the world. But the fact what I want to see here is, in him you have peace. If you can learn to stay in him, in your life, in your walk, in your talk, in your direction, in your thoughts. I thought it was so ironic uh, 
Miss Furman got up and shared about just this that I'm talking about. You know, where's your eyes? You know, we sang a song. Neil had no idea where I was going whatsoever. We sang a song, you know, about Jesus. Because if we can learn, <clears throat> if we can learn to keep ourselves and our eyes on him, no matter what's going on, he already, you know, I, we all forget. He already knows my tomorrow. He already knows my moment. He already knows everything in my life. And he's already working and keeping things in line. And everything's going to be okay. And I've got to come to the place in my life where I can remember that, you know, the Bible tells us that if a house is divided, it's not going to stand. Well, if I'm living in turmoil, if I'm living in drama and not living in peace, then what's going to happen to my life? I'm unstable in all my ways. And everything's going to be... I'm, I'm going to make it, I know, because God's going to assure that. But why live while I'm in this, while I'm walking through this, while I'm on this planet right now, why don't I live and pursue, which the Bible tells us to do, pursue peace on a daily, daily basis and work to live in that and not, not allow things and people and conditions and situations and gas prices and all these things Keep you in a term. I mean, it's amazing how people are now. Luke eleven seventeen says, "Every kingdom that is that is, every kingdom that is against itself is doomed to fail and will eventually collapse." So, if I'm living in a situation where I'm allowing things to keep me tied up and things to keep me, you know, I guess the simplest way to say it is worry. If I'm living in a worried life about anything then I'm not living in that peace that I could be living in. You can't live in worry and live in peace. You, you cannot live in, you can't do it. You're going to be in worry or you're going to be in peace. And you can choose. All of the time you can choose what to be in. You can be upset with this person or that person, but you can't live in peace when you're upset. You can walk in unforgiveness, but you can't live in peace. You can be afraid, but you can't live in peace. To live in peace is to be in that place where you live in total trust of him. Know that he's got it. You got to strive. Uh, Psalms 34:14 says, search for peace and pursue it. Search, if it tells me to do that, then that means I've got to. That's one of those places where you've got that choice. Do you want to live in peace? Then you've got to pursue it. You've got to work towards it. You've got to, you've got to follow it. Hebrews 12, 14 says pursue peace. Just plain says pursue peace. But how do we recognize when we're living in that peace? It's a state of rest. It's a state of of understanding that it's going to be all right. It's a choice to know that it's going to be all right. I, I can write a book on all the things that my family, our family has walked through. And we learned a long time ago that you've got to pursue and stay in it. When you have people standing in front of you at Walmart that's cutting your family down and criticizing things that have happened and, and calling you what kind of parent are they in, you've got to pursue peace. Why? Because you just heard something that you didn't need to hear. And the enemy comes quickly. He's, he's got the same tactic. He can't do anything except use what's been done. He can't create anything. And he can't attack you unless he's got something to work. Well, we know that in the Bible it says the, the wiles of the, the, wiles of the, the enemy... 
that word wiles, we know that it means inroads to your mind. And what the enemy does is he takes something you've heard, he takes an offense, he takes something that somebody said, and then he, he, he gives you the truth that they said it. They said it. But that's how he gets in there. It's like he's, he said to Adam and Eve, this apple. He said, he said, what? He said, don't eat it. Well, did he really say that? Then he comes with that second question. They said it. And look, look at you. What kind of person are you? That's how the enemy talks to you. Well, see, that's where you've got to take those inroads. You've got to take those thoughts. And you've got to go, no. That's how you recognize. If you're listening to those kind of thoughts, then you're not living in peace. And the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians to take those thoughts captive. And you've got to take those thoughts and you've got to say, no, the truth is God's got me. The truth is I'm a believer. The truth is he already knows the situation. He's going to take care of it. The truth is he never leaves me or forsakes me. The truth is I'm with Christ. I'm in Christ. And you start throwing those things out in the midst of this and you recognize that trusting him gives you that calm delight. Gives you that peace in what you're going through. John 14, 7 says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and believe also in me, it says. Believe in him in those things. And when people come against you, when you get hurt, uh, when your wife's not doing what you want, your husband's not doing what you want, and your kids are, are going crazy, don't stay there. Find yourself walking in the peace that God has got this and he's going to take care of this. He's going to handle this. I spent some time with some relation during Easter, and I was just amazed as I was listening to those that I haven't been around for a while, how all they talked about was problems. And I'm thinking, the news gives you enough problems. Let's, try to, let's don't do it in the family too. Let's talk about the answer. That the Lord's going to take care of that. And let's, let, let's pray about the answer. Let's, let's talk a positive side of it. Let's say that our kids are going to be okay. Let's not just talk about they're such a mess. And, well, they're running around with the wrong crowd. Well, then, then pray about it. Lay hands on them. Talk, about, talk to them about it. I mean, it's not doing any good to stay in the problem. And there was no peace. I didn't stay very long. Because where there's no peace, you don't want to stay. That, that's just common sense. We've got to recognize we can't, we can't. We've got to live where there's peace. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, He is the God of love and peace. And the Amplified say He's the promoter of peace. So much what Mr. Furman said. Turn our eyes on Jesus. You know, I've seen some of these sports guys just go crazy when their team lives, loses. Well, guess what? They're going to lose. But guess what? Jesus is not. He always wins. And if you've got him with you, you're going to win. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's taking place. You're going to win. And Chris said today, you know, I'm going to get out of here one way or the other. I may get out raptured the way things are looking. I said, yeah, you're going to get out. That's right. Because that's the way it is. That's with everything we walk through. We're, we're just, I mean, we could all be gone. Boom. I hope nobody stays. And I'm taking the first boat out. I don't know for sure which boat is for sure, but I'm taking the first boat out. I want to get out of here. You know, what does it do for us to walk in peace? When you learn some of the things it does for you, you'll want to go there. Number one, it guards your heart and mind. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. 
and the six says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. When you look that up, all of that up in the Greek, it's really saying, let your thoughts be with God. Because then it comes back and says, then it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ. How does it guard your hearts and minds? It guards your hearts and minds because what you're doing is you're not putting in the problem. You're not putting in the worry. You're not talking about the worry. You're talking about the answer to the problem. And as you talk about the answer to the problem, then you're going to start living the answer to the problem. You can start, you're going to start being the answer to the problem. It says it right above it. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You thank him for the answer. You thank him that you're going to come through it. You know you're going to because you trust it. And you walk in peace in the midst of the storm. I don't care what's going on. You, you, when you learn to walk in the peace, it just gets better. In, the, in Acts 7, 59 through, 59 through 60, Stephen was being stoned. Now, when you get stoned, they throw rocks at you till you die. And in the midst of that storm, Stephen said what? Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Now, you talk about having peace. You know, I, I thought about the stoning. They're not throwing. They're not throwing the smallest rock they can throw. I'm sure they're reaching down and getting a hold of the biggest rock they can get a hold of because the idea is to stone them to death. And Stephen knew that. He lived in that culture. And to think that he had such peace with God that when he went down, he said, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And then died. Now, that's peace. What about, what about Peter stepping out on the water? You talk about having peace. You talk about trusting God. I mean, to step out on water? Was he having a seizure or something? No, he was trusting God because God said, come on out. He knew that if God said, come on out, he would. And we can go down the list of people. Abraham sacrificing his son. There had to be peace there. Had to be peace on both of them. I know he'll supply, he said. And if he don't supply, he's thinking he'll raise him from the dead. All because you've learned. And it's not something you can do overnight, people. Listen. Is something that you have to choose and train yourself. It's no different than when I got born again, it didn't fix everything. When you get born again, it doesn't fix everything. You're going to heaven, but you still got the old thoughts and the old, the old everyday life. You still got the old way you did it. You, it it's, it's, it's trained in you to be this way. It's trained in you to be this way. So we have to renew our mind. And as you re, that's why it's so vitally important to do what. Mr. Furman said, you've got to spend time with Jesus because you've got to get to know the promises and you've got to get to know what he'll do. It's not that he might do these things, folks. He will do these things. He, 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 when he says in the New Testament that he's with me always, that means that he's with me always. It's not he's kind of with me. He's with me always. When he says he'll meet all my needs, that means he will. When he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that means that whatever he assigns you to do, you can do. It doesn't mean you might do it. When he says you're healed, that's what I'm still working on. You say, well, you just went through cancer surgery. I know, but he healed me. They took it out. That fixed me. 
I don't care how he does it. But I know, I've, got to, I've got to be at that place in my life. You've got to be in that place in your life where whatever your problem is, you've got to know, not on your time frame. We've got to know, we've got to know that we know. And the only way you do that is to change your thinking. And to change your thinking, you've got to feed yourself with the Word. And you've got to get around where the Word's being preached. And you've got to meditate on it. And you've got to go home and look at your notes. And you've got to go over it. And you've got to go over it. Well, how do, why do you do that? Because I want this to be my first reaction to every situation, every circumstance. Because when it's my first reaction, that means I'm walking in trust. That means I'll, I know that it's going to be taken care of. I know that he's got this. I know that he's going to take it. It, it, gives, me, it gives me direction in my life. Colossians 3.15 says... Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Well, if I walk in peace and I know that I'm flowing with the things of God, if I feel an uncomfortableness in my spirit, man, if I feel, if I feel that gut feeling that this is not right, I'm learned through mistakes. I'm not going to do that again. Next time I feel that feeling, I'm going to try to learn not to go there. You walk into a crowd of people and they're talking about something you don't need to hear, you'll feel that. I mean, you, you can get so sensitive that you can, you can be driving through a town and feel the spirit that's running the city. That's all from rehearsing peace. That's all from practicing peace. That's all from choosing not to be here, but to be in peace. That's, does it happen overnight? No. Does people, do people spend a lifetime to get there? Yes. Because he's going to finish the work that he started. See, that's a guarantee. And he does. It's so awesome to watch him work in our lives and take care of us. It's so awesome to watch that because he's got a plan for our lives and he's going to make sure that plans. With peace, folks, joy comes. If you can learn to stay in, well, there's no joy in worry. You know, we, I could just teach on worry. It says it doesn't change a thing. Well, if it says it doesn't change a thing, then that's what it means. It means that worry's not going to help anything at all. What's it say? It don't add anything to you at all? But you don't get joy when you're in worry. Matter of fact, you probably end up at Dr. Craig's uh, with uh, ulcers. Because worry they have found and strife they have found changes the chemicals of your body how God designed it and you end up sick. But if you lived in peace, that's why people, that's why people down in the Caribbean live longer because they just, ah. I never forget we went to, we went to uh, Montserrat and so laid back. I mean, it was just like a shock culture to us. And church was going to start at 7, and we started music at 7. About 8 o'clock, they started coming out. Took that long. It'll be all right, they'd say. Oh, it'll be all right. I'll get there when I can. It'll be all right. When's supper going to be ready? Ah, oh, we're working on it. Well, they're not worried about nothing. Now, there's a degree of that that you need to bring back to a balance. The fact is, we all are too big a rush. And, you know, we're not even busy around here like they are in the cities it's just crazy all the time, crazy all the time, crazy all the time. And anybody you see now, how you doing? Oh, just busy, just busy, just busy. Well, you're, you're busy doing things that's making you sick is what you're doing. Uh, relax and allow God to take care of it. John 11:2 says, These things I have spoken to you, 
that you may you may remain in joy ah and that joy may be fulfilled well if you if you stay in joy then that means you're staying in peace and you're trusting God and you're walking in you know Nehemiah 8:10 what's it say the joy of the lord is my strength so there's so many benefits to walking in peace and walking with what God wants you to do and recognizing that there's, there's that place of we've got to take control of our thoughts. We've got to take control of our thoughts. We've got to recognize that the enemy, you know, the enemy will throw a truth at you, but then he's going to deceive you in that truth and he's going to beat you up and he's going to cut you down and he's going to put shame on you and he's going to... He, his whole goal is for you to recognize or try to recognize. His whole goal is to to tell you that this is not the truth. His whole goal is to deceive you like he did them. And we've got that nature in us. That's the bad part. When, when I was born, I had that sin nature in me, already built into me. So my default would go back to that, the negative. Your default goes back to the negative. That's why you have to make your new default what the New Testament says about you, who you are in Christ and what you are and that you are righteous and that you have been forgiven and you have been taken care of. Uh, if you want to get a good book, go on Amazon or wait till Kyle comes. Uh, Kyle Winkler's newest book, Shut Up, Shut Up Devil, is so good. Uh, it's just, I'm only three or four chapters in, but he really does a good job of what the enemy is trying to do to us on a daily basis. And he shares about his life of when he grew up and where he was with his mind and how he had to change it a daily basis and I, I found the same thing with me I was the most insecure person you could be around I was that one that was number 10 on the baseball team I was number 6 on the basketball team always was the last one picked in the crowd dyslexic and didn't know it couldn't understand why I couldn't read couldn't understand why I couldn't keep up with the class couldn't understand any of that so it makes you so what did I have to do? I had to recognize that, wait a minute, that's not the real me. The real me is what the Bible says. And I had to practice saying over and over and over, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Flunked speech class <laughs> in high school. Like, and you called me to be a pastor? Give me a break. But see, God can do, all we got to do is recognize that we're new creatures in Christ that old things have passed away. And that old stuff that's trying to pull you down, don't listen to it. That old stuff that's trying to tear you up and reminds you what you did years ago, reminds you maybe, maybe you've been through a divorce, maybe you've been through all kinds of things, maybe, you've, maybe, maybe, maybe the word is. That's behind you. And maybe you'll fall back into stuff over here. But fact is, that's not the real you. The real you is what the Bible says about you. And that's what you've got to repeat, 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 repeat to start getting to where that's your first reaction when the enemy comes along. Because he's going to come along. He's going to say, you can't do it. You'll never make it. You're not like you used to be. You're not worth anything. And you just got to tell him, you got to tell him the truth. I can do all things. Shut up, devil, basically. And recognize that God's got you until the end. And then after that, if you're born again, forever and ever and ever. That's so sad about people that don't believe in Jesus. They don't have this help. They don't understand it. They're trying to self-improve and self can't do anything. But Christ can do all things. That's what the Word says. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you've got the answer 
for everybody, not only just in here, but everybody in this building. I thank you the young people, Father, can get a handle on knowing who they are in Christ, knowing that because Jesus died for us, that their sins are forgiven and they've been made righteous and they can walk with their heads up, trusting in you. And Father, we thank you now tonight that we're going to, when, when the enemy speaks and tries to deceive us, we're going to recognize his voice and we're going to turn the, the voice that is right there loud and clear to us, the voice of Jesus, the voice of that precious Holy Spirit that lives in us, Father, to help us walk through. And each day, each day, we're going to get better and better walking with him. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed.